Welcome to another episode of the Main Break podcast. Uh, you've got Brian Allen here and fellow sports journalists Justine McCullough-Beasy and Sean Hardiman. And this week we've got Alicia Drew. Uh, many people know her from um, her various roles with footy and netball and she, she's done a fine job in that area. And now um, she's going to be doing plenty with cricket. Uh, we've got She's the uh, Director of Women's Cricket for the Warrnambool and District Cricket Association which um, I'm sure is a role that she's uh, keen to jump into and do her best as per usual. So, Alicia, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. I guess, um, I guess uh, maybe a, a starting point just with the footy because I, I know you're a fellow Tiger supporter and we're up to finals time and I, I guess I want to start with a bit of a relaxing question here, which is uh, are you, uh, how are you feeling about the Tigers ahead of this uh, year's final series? Well, it's actually pretty funny because when the season restarted like six or was that six or so months ago? No, not even four months ago. And um, I was always like, oh, no, whoever wins a flag, it's just be an asterisk. Like, doesn't count if you win the flag this year. And then after a while, like, Tigers are like climbing up and up the ladder and looking like a better chance. And then after a while, I was like, oh, nah, maybe it does count. Like, if you make it this year, like, it might be. Um, <laughs> Yeah, no, it probably does count, actually. So <laughs> uh, it's been a pretty funny year, actually. So, um, yeah, like, we're, we're playing some good footy, but um, I think, yeah, probably happy that we avoided Brisbane. Uh, we avoided Port Adelaide, sorry, so we'll go to Brisbane next week, which I'm probably a bit happier about. Um, but, yeah, I think Geelong might travel a few, probably Port Adelaide travel a few as well. So, yeah, we'll see how we go. Is that where you got your nickname, too, from Alicia Tiggs? Is it from your love, love of the... Yellow and black. Yeah, pretty much. So when I um when I was a kid starting to play footy, like I yeah obviously a mad Richmond supporter. But when I was um playing footy down in Melbourne when I was younger, I was like only about oh, 12, 13, 14. I was always the youngest player in the team. So I think it sort of started off as like oh tiger, like little tiger or something like that. And then um it just got shortened to tigers because it's quicker to say on a footy field. So um, yeah, so I've been tigers since I was about fourteen, fifteen, I think. So yeah. Yeah, when, when did your sporting journey start? When did you first sort of um, get into and, and what did you first play? Uh, I actually started with basketball when I was a kid. Um, I started with basketball in, like, prep. That was the first time I'd ever, like, taken up a team sport kind of thing. Um, and then I went to – I played footy from when I was in about grade four, grade five, something like that. I started playing in, like, a boys' team down in Melbourne um, – we were rubbish. We didn't win a game all year. We played down at the Frankston League down there, so it was a pretty rough little league. Um, and then about that time, grade five, grade six as well, I reckon I, that's when I started to play cricket as well. I played a bit of cricket down in Melbourne, yeah, maybe around that sort of early high school. Um, and then through high school, had like went to a pretty sporty um, secondary college. So um, every term of high school was like soccer, hockey, softball, something like that. Like, there was always something every year. But, um, yeah, I think my mum always pushed me into sport because if I wasn't doing anything, I'd probably climb on the walls and give her the air it. So she had to push me into something to put my energy into, I guess. I, I, I guess, Alicia, one of the things I've really enjoyed in the time, the short time I've known you is um, when uh, we were both up at... Uh, a really scenic footy ground. Uh, can you? I forget the name of it. Where was it again? The um, oh, um, Cavendish. Yes, Cavendish. 
It must be the most. Yeah, yeah. It must be one of the most scenic football grounds in the country. And um, I, I was on a day off, but I went up to watch the girls play. Uh, South Warrnambool uh, won the, the, you know, the inaugural premiership over uh, Portland. And um, yeah, you were there, and you know, I just remember you were so pumped, and I guess uh, you know you were in your role there with um, you know overseeing the women's footy. So um, I got you know got to see you and you know leading and, and that sort of stuff. But I guess I just remember you know I guess that sense of pride you had um, in the whole occasion, and um, and it was a wonderful occasion. I mean, there were so many um, happy players um, from both teams. So I guess. Um, yeah, it, the women's footy and, and girls' footy is such a passion for you. What, what's, what, what do you think motivates that? I know you played, but why do you keep um, contributing in that, that, that area? Um, I don't know. I think it, it probably just started like um, when I started off. It was probably one of these things where, like, I just wanted people to have the opportunity that I had. Like, I grew up playing footy from when I was like, yeah, 9, 10, 11, all the way through, and I always had that opportunity. It was never any different, like, for me, and cricket the same. Like, I played women's cricket from about 12, 13 as well. So, and then, like, to come down here, I remember when I first came down to the southwest, I was, like, pretty bummed that, like, I couldn't continue anything like that, and I had my club in Melbourne, and, um, like, there was even conversations about, oh, maybe we can make it work, that I'll travel backwards and forwards from Warrnambool to Melbourne to play footy and stuff. And then after all, I thought, oh, it's too hard, but and there's no money in women's footy back then. That was 10, 11 years ago. So I would have been doing it all out of pocket, and it's just become too hard, but And then I suppose after a while, probably just one of those things where you just, like, it just seems so normal to me that you have those opportunities that why should it be any different down in the country and... I see, like, in Geelong and Ballarat, things like that, people have all these opportunities. And then I know part of me a little bit, maybe, like, 10% of me is like, well, you've told me that I can't do it. So now I'm like, nah, stuff, yeah, like, <laughs> I'm going to show you that you can, you know. like. Mm. But I just think it's, like, why, like, not that I have anything against netball, the netball community, or maybe they have, like, the most amazing relationship, but I don't have anything against netball, but I don't see why that needs to be the only option either. So... Um, like having the footy is a big option um, now for the girls and just seeing how happy it makes people and like the young girls that I've coached over the years, like just seeing, they just, I don't know, there's something that makes, there's so much confidence around junior girls footy that I think is just so amazing to see and then, um, yeah, getting to know some of the senior girls as well and, you know, it was probably something that they'd always wish that they could play or they played when they were a kid and now they can't play and now they, they've, or they've, but, you know, they went. They studied in Melbourne and they've moved to the southwest for work or what have you. And um, to provide them with that opportunity again, like I just don't understand. I just don't think that like why should sport exclude fifty percent of the population? Like it's just it doesn't make any sense to me. I guess mm. you must be really proud then, Alicia, of seeing the um, the women's competition and the girls' competition here in the southwest not only start since you've been here but sort of thrive and each year get more and more teams involved. I know both the girls and the women were pretty disappointed this year when COVID hit and cancelled the seasons. Um, but the numbers seem to be getting stronger and stronger and obviously throughout time with girls starting at a younger age, the skill level um, is going to improve as well. Mm. Yeah, I was pretty bummed this year. Like I think that with the girls comp and yeah with the women's like we were starting to get some really good momentum and so it's a bit of a bugger um 
momentous for obviously to not happen. Um, the Junior Girls Comp year, we'd sort of, this year was probably a little bit of a year of consolidation. Like, I think we probably would have lost two sides anyway, but there would have been, the comp would have been stronger overall. So, um, and then, yeah, the women's comp would have been like, where we could formalise it from the get-go, we'd put the proper plans in and things like that. So, but, um, yeah, so a bit of a bugger, but I think, like, next year it will just come back, like, everyone just have fire in the belly now and, um, yeah, really just kick on for next year. Yeah, it's been a, a steady moment. We have some clubs coming up and, and sort of really showing interest. Where do you think the next step is to, to keep those clubs interested and then um, continue to grow? Where do, you, where do you sort of feel that the next step is? Yeah, it's a, it's a really fine balance, I think, because we do have a couple of clubs in the southwest that want to jump in, um, but you just got to strike. There's a really fine balance between like putting in too many clubs and draining the pool out, and just making sure that the clubs that have really... I think the clubs that have been there from the start, they truly need to be rewarded. So um, you get a couple come in, like they, some clubs sort of maybe have done the hard work and see how hard it is to do, and then you get the ones that come in and, like, they're pretty hungry to get going. But, yeah, just, like, it would hate... You'd not make anything stronger if you, like, bring in new sides to... But you let the, the existing ones wane. So it's just going to be really hard the next week two seasons I think like this season coming like 2021 season 2022 like just to really make sure we strike that balance between giving enough girls the opportunity but really consolidate you don't want teams that are struggling every week I know we've got 12 players every week like you want a comp where everyone's got good numbers every week and are well supported and I know the the existing clubs they don't want to be hand-pecked out by the like they don't want to have their eyeballs picked out by the, the new clubs as well so Alicia, I want to take you back to a kind of a magical night there. I think earlier this year, the Australian women's, uh, I think it was the the T20 uh, World Cup, they won. Um, you know, Georgia Wareham was part of that, uh, you know, Mortlake Export. Um, it was a huge crowd. So many people watched it. You know, there was celebrations and fireworks. Um, and, and now, obviously, you've done your, uh, plenty of, football and, and netball administration sort of roles in the past years, but now you're jumping into cricket. What's what's motivated you to do that? Um, I was actually there that night at the MCG. <laughs> I saw Morgan down on the boundary taking the photos, actually, so it's pretty funny. You can't miss him. So, um, yeah, that was, like, a phenomenal, phenomenal night. Like, it was just so good, so amazing. But, um, yeah, as I said, like, I played cricket um, when I was younger all through my teens and... Um, was like not a bad cricketer. Like I, I, I ended up in the early parts of the pathway, um, but then realised that maybe cricket just wasn't the spot for me. I probably took a little bit more work than I was willing to put in. So um, yeah. So then um, yeah, I sort of I, I went really hard at cricket all through my teens because I played cricket in the summer and footy in the winter. But obviously, cricket had that pathway then. So if I wanted to go into the state system, into the national system, like you could. Um, you could do so with footy, not so much. So um, I got pushed pretty hard to give cricket a crack. I tried out for underage state a couple of times and just missed out. Um, and then, yeah, like, obviously, it got to about 18 and thought, oh, I could be hanging out at the beach with my mates or going to parties on the weekend. Like, cricket's a bit time-consuming. <laughs> so um, sort of give it away when I turned about 18, 19. And then, yeah, so I hadn't really thought too much. I might have played the odd season here or there as an adult. And then... um. Yeah, Gordon McLeod ring me about, 
oh, two, three months ago, I guess, and said, you know, like, we want this, we've got the girls' comp going and we want to get the women's comp going, like, yeah, want to give us a hand, like, come and have a chat and give us a hand. I was like, oh, yeah, I'll come and have just coffee and have a chat and stuff like that. And then, um, so I had a meeting and it all went really well and we talked about women's comp, oh, yeah, this will be all right. And I sort of, I suppose, like, with just the experience of the women's footy, like, maybe using some of those skills into getting the cricket and sort of just um, saying, well, this is how we did it in the footy and maybe you should try this and stuff. And I thought it was all pretty casual. Then um, a few days later, Gordon rings me. He's like, oh, um, so I've got a nomination form for you to go on the board and stuff. And I was like, hold up, like, hang on a second. Like, <laughs> just sort of, you know, like this one-time thing, you know, and he's like, yeah, yeah, putting it in the nomination form. And I was like, oh, oh, I have to think about this. Like, so I think he sort of sneaked me, Gordon. So he's like, <laughs> You're Blake Gordon, but I think he sort of tricked him. <laughs> <laughs> it was all a bit, um, it all happened so quick, and I was like, oh, well, at this stage, like, obviously, being off work, or yeah, like, yeah, I've got plenty of time on my hands, and then um, after a couple of weeks, like, oh, my God, what am I got myself into? Like, I'm filling in grant applications and stuff like that. So, but, um, no, it's pretty funny. He's a ripping Blake Gordon, like, I've got a lot of time for him. So, um, yeah, so I thought, oh, well, like, once they, like, we got the footy going in the winter and get the cricket going in the summer and I went up to one or two of the games over the summer last year and rolled the arm over again. It's been 13 years since I rolled the arm over and, um, yeah, I thought, oh, well, why not? Like, but probably that same thing, like, I like I, I like cricket as a spectator sport and I enjoy watching it and, um, but, yeah, just thought, oh, well, it's that same thing again, like, just providing, just want to work and provide opportunities for the girls to have a hit, I guess. Yeah, with, with cricketing days, what, what sort of roles did you play within the side? Um, you said you, you rolled your arm out of where you were a bowler or were you were all around there? What, what, yeah, what's so I was opening bowler. bowler. Opening bowler. Um, yeah, not much of a batter at all. I was too scared of the ball hitting me, to be honest. I didn't want to get hurt. So. <laughs> I used to come in about oh, 10 or 11. Real Glenn McGrath type, I reckon, like open the bowling and just cannot bat to save myself. So I think my high score might have been a 36 one day, but... Um, but yeah, definitely opening bowler. I, I, I used to try and bowl off spin like Pat Simcox, but um, he used to get told off for that. So <laughs> good time to stick to base bowling. What about on on the footy field, um, types? What sort of player would you sort of? How would you describe yourself there? Dead lazy. Never <laughs> 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 straight too far from the goal square if I could help it, but um. Uh, oh, centre-half back, centre-half forward, maybe full forward. Um, yeah, nothing that involved too much running. Centre-half goal sneak, I used to call myself as well, or a bit of a cherry picker, skim the packs and never put my body on the line. I reckon if I was to ever play, that would be my role, the cherry picker role. Yeah, <laughs> it's a good role to play. It's scary for me as well. <laughs> it was always like one of these things, because I always, yeah, I don't know, a bit like... If you don't be I'm five foot eight and you know of considerable size, so I'd, mum's always like, just throw your body in there, like you're not going to hurt her. People get scared of you. And I was like, yeah, like I was actually a bit timid, so <laughs> just, just scared the facts. Did you also play a bit of um, lawn bowls up here at Port Ferry <laughs> at one stage too? <laughs> yeah, I did. Yeah, I played um, three three seasons, I think, of pennant at Port Ferry. So. I actually might get them back out this year, I think. There's the scoop for you. If I can get back in time and the season goes on, I might go back to Port Ferry, I think. So <laughs> I've been picking up the clubs this year, actually. So 
been trying to play a bit of golf. I'm, I'm rubbish, but um, I do enjoy it. Geez, you have a go at everything. I've got nothing but time on my hands, mate. I've got <laughs> so much. So. Bought a cheap pair of clubs. I've brought them down to Gippsland with me as well, so um, I haven't got them out yet, but give them a go. You mentioned your, your footy. Where, where, uh, what le- sort of level did you get to at Melbourne and, and where did you play? I uh, played all my football at St Kilda City. Um, so, I mean, I was, uh, I was a decent, reserve, good reserves player. Like, I don't, I played a bit in the seat in the ones, but um, I probably never fit enough, to be honest. Like, I hated running. So, <laughs> I mean, if I worked harder, I probably could have been pretty decent. I got robbed one year in a grand final. I should have got best on ground. I got robbed. That's about as good as I got, I reckon. <laughs> So you did, you did have some success with the Rezies? Yeah, yeah, won a Rezies flag in 06, I reckon. Yeah, and then I was injured for another flag in 04. Um, Alicia, one of the things I noticed um, is, like, the women's cricket is really um, building momentum um, in the southwest. Like, I know this isn't Warrnambool District Association, but even um, teams like Pombinate and... Bukar are um, getting, uh, the, you know, the first ever women's sides happening. Um, and um, I know we've interviewed plenty of sort of Western Waves um, teenagers last summer. And, um, yeah, I, 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 and, uh, you know, that ties in with kind of like the international success and Georgia Wareham. So there's, there's a fair bit happening and, and there's lots for us to write about. What, you've taken on the new role and explained how you got into it. What, what do you reckon, what are the possibilities? What do you want to do with it? to be honest like obviously the western waves i'm not hugely across that system and how well it works um but i suppose it's probably one of those things like you want to if you can present the opportunities for the girls locally then you can like funnel them a few more in so um yeah like pretty keen just to develop i think starting the skills locally and just getting that really um, going and providing a solid base and a bit of a collection of numbers and then you can like push them up into the Western Waves as well. And I know up in Hamilton they've got a really strong... They've got, I think it's in Hamilton, they've got the longest-running women's cricket comp outside of Melbourne, like in Victoria. I think their women's cricket comp in Hamilton's been going like 25 years or something. So mm. and they've got a good comp up there as well. But, yeah, I'm sure like I'll get my head more around the Western Waves as the year goes on, but... It sounds like there's a fair bit of talent around, actually, so it's pretty exciting to see. Do you feel a number of the footy players who didn't play this year, do you feel they'll jump in and, and give credit a go not having that, that sport to be able to play and maybe some of the netballs as well? Yeah, I think so. I think some of the, the cricket, and I think in the men's cricket as well, I think there's that sort of sense that maybe there's a few fellas that didn't get a game of footy this year and maybe looking for that summer outlet or just a team sport to be around. So, um, yeah, hopefully with a few of the girls, like I think... Um, it's always been a thing with the footy, like especially the girls, like the more like footy girls, they're, they're sort of sporty, so they play a lot of sports. So there probably will be that fair bit of crossover, I think, between the, the cricket and the football. And already, like, I've got the list of the girls that have sort of expressed interest in the women's, the senior women's cricket. And um, a few of the names that popped up were um, a couple of South Warren girls and things like that. So I did notice a bit of interchange. And then when I was coaching the Juniors at South, there was a few of the girls that played um, cricket in summer for up Woodford, and I think a few of those girls were at Woodford, like Caitlin Smith and um, a few of those girls as well. So, yeah, I think there'll be a fair bit of crossover. I guess participation with the girls' sport at this stage is probably 
the main goal just to get people in, build that base, as you said, and then um, from there see where it grows. But there are a few young girls uh, in the footy and the cricket, as we mentioned, Georgia before, but um, who, who are taking that next step. But I guess one that we should watch maybe in the next couple of weeks with the AFLW draft is Renee Salitis from... Mm. Um, she originally played at Warrnambool and is obviously from, from the area. Um, have you seen much of her play or do you, uh, where do you think she might be able to take her footy? Oh, I think she... I've been having a chat to a few of the guys up in the Rebels and I think like she, she'll definitely get picked up in the next couple of weeks. Um, I think there was talk of her going maybe top 10, top 15. So, um, but yeah, she's... A freak, <laughs> like she's, she's, she's very little. She's pretty little, but um, nah, she's and she's a, she's a good kid as well. Like she got a good head on her shoulders, and she's pretty hungry. Like I remember the first time I saw her when she was about eleven or twelve, and just thought, oh crap, like what have we got on our hands here? Like this kid can play. The way she moves is pretty smooth. So, um, yeah, she'll she'll be a good chance the next couple of weeks, and I think there's even a couple more starting to come through that are in that sort of 15, 16 age bracket around the Warrnambool region and um, Portland and Hamilton, that I think there'll be a few in the next couple of years. And that's the thing. Like, I think the girls just need time. Like, you, you're getting AFLW players now that have come through Auskick, Junior Footy, the NAB League. Like, they're actually... And they, these kids are going to overtake in the next couple of years. Like, Daisy Pierce's and your Darcy Vessio's and these girls, like the, that bit older age group that have played amazing footy but sort of probably came back to the game at 18, 19, 20 and you've got kids coming through now like your Maddie Press Parkers and um, that girl oh gosh I can't think of her name she was at St Kilda this year she was the top pick at St Kilda yeah I can't remember her name either but she was she's a dead set superstar that's what's really exciting like these AFLW girls that are getting drafted now, they're only going to get better, like, in the next five or ten years. So you can already see each year the draft crop comes through and they just take the game, like, next level, next level, next level. So that's uh, super exciting. Well, Alicia, I think um, we've covered plenty there between footy and netball and cricket and um, lawn bowls and um, <laughs> golf. So... Yeah, it's been wonderful to catch up with you and, um, yeah, we wish you all the best in your new role. Um, thanks for joining the main break. Too easy. Thanks for having me, guys. Good to see your faces again. It's been a while. Thanks, Alicia. Thanks, Alicia.